yo. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Y'all know what it is. Hanging at the House Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Wide Vision House Studios. Make music for TV, from video games. And on today's show, I'm a fan of this man. And uh, for multiple reasons, but extremely talented. On today's show, we got the one and only Con Boogie in the building. East Coast legend, I'm calling it right now. Then a national legend, then an international legend. You get a man the time, he gonna do what he do. And we've been meaning to catch up for a minute. We've been bouncing back and forth. We worked together inadvertently on a project called Phases by my girl, The Fire. Shout out to The Fire. Yes, sir. And how we do it right here is kicking off the show. Uh, The thing that I do now is called a background check. So rather than me giving it out to people, we're going to do it like you're filling out a job application. Real quick, tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from, why you do what you do, and then we're going to move on with the show. What up, Khan? What up? So, as you said, I go by Con Boogie. I'm from Corona, Queens, New York. I mean, I hate the term jack of many trades. I like to call myself a multi-hyphenate. So I do a lot of things. MC, songwriter, producer, engineer. Yeah, branding. I'm a one-stop shop for a lot of people creatively. And it's been my lifeblood. It's my business. It's how I pay my bills. It's how I sustain my my lavish lifestyle. <laughs> nah, but you know, it is, well, how, do, how do they say it? It's I've given my life to art. It has given me back in return. So I appreciate that. I, I think a big part of what you just said even is like being in service. You know, you realize Absolutely. that is doing engineering and, and producing in songwriting, even you're being in service of what somebody else needs and they don't even know that they need it, but you know what they need, or you got an idea for what they need, which allows you to be able to collaborate and work with people. And, and, and shout out to you for having a sustainable business and creating and understanding there's small wins and there's big wins and there's stuff in between. But like you just said, you've been engineering for 20 plus years now a lot of technology in the game has changed, but your sound is is very distinct to me. Just out there with that. How do you? I am 38 years old. Word. Let me tell y'all, man. This, this dude is, <laughs> he get all his daily electrolytes. He probably taking four multivitamins. <laughs> he doing, he oh, doing 97 chin-ups when he wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting, right? So when, when I tell people that, like, I've been doing this as long as I have. Like, they look at me like that. They're like, so when did you start? When you were like 10? And I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but you look. My Instagram say I'm uh, older than I look. So, you know, it's. Uh, yeah. Hold on to that. You know, that that's some good DNA over there. <laughs> right. Good, good genes. You right behind me. I'm 45. Uh, well, you see? I'm, you I'm claiming know. it already. I'm right there. You know, the, you ain't got as much gray as I do. Man, <laughs> that's why I, I shade the top. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so let, let's, let's, let's rewind a little bit. Uh, you've been doing it for a long time. What actually got you started? So I come, I come from a pretty musical family as far as like me and my cousins were first generation. I guess Americans, right? You know, family of immigrants came from Cuba. So yeah, a lot of me and my cousins are just into the arts. And I have an older cousin and he was kind of the one to pave the way for most of us. He was the DJ and he got into production. 
And then he had like a small record deal overseas. So it was kind of like seeing that progression for him growing up that I, I saw that it was kind of a way that I could be expressive and, you know, make money off of it and kind of just make my way in the world and express myself in, in that way. And that's kind of where it started, I guess, my my knowing that it was possible. But then, you know, I grew up in Queens for all my life, just me and my mom most of the time. And Shout out to moms. Yeah, where they hold up the sky. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just it was kind of became the natural outlet. You know, I don't know where most people are from, but music is it's it's the soundtrack out here in Queens. You know, it was just like everything that was happening on the street was happening on record as well. So, you know, I really threw myself into Tribe and Mob Deep and Nas and all these artists. They were just kind of speaking my language. They were speaking about what I was seeing. So it just kind of became a natural progression to want to express myself as an MC. And I guess in the in the form of hip hop, right? I think you could choose many different genres. And I know there are a lot of great artists that don't just do hip hop from Queens, but it just became the the way that I felt I wanted to express myself. I think, and I, I've said this on the show before, I find it enlightening, humbling, and exciting at the same time to meet more first generation hip hop. Cause in our age bracket, we first generation hip hop. Like we hit the bridge between sixties, seventies disco. And then hip hop was the next biggest genre. Yeah. Like you got rock sprinkled in there. You got, you know, the stuff that, that had been around for a long period of time, but we first generation hip hop. So when you mentioned those people, they were pioneers, influential and, I'm from Chicago, born and raised. So they were saying the same things that I saw on the street as well. So coming from big cities like that, you naturally gravitated toward who was speaking, what you were speaking. So the kindred, that kindred spirit, you know, what was your first instrument? What did I learn how to play? Yeah. Honestly, I'm not really trained, but I've always had an affinity for piano. And I guess in production, that's kind of like the go-to, you know, it's like, once you got that MIDI hooked up, you have every instrument. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually most of my ideas are fleshed out on the piano. And then from there, it kind of gets its, it becomes what it's going to become. Your musicality speaks volumes, how melodic everything is. And we're going to get into one of the tracks, which is my favorite track off the latest project, which is Untitled. And I keep calling it Shots Been Fired. The shots get fired. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into that, and I'm and I'm gonna explain why I picked that one over the other track that I like shortly. So, first generation hip hop, first generation American, f- not first generation independent from working, from hustling. What would you say is the catalyst for your hustle when things are not going ideally? Because it happens, right? We have the ebb and flow between. What do they call that? When it rains, it pours in both directions. So right. either it's 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 feast or famine. Right. Yeah. What? When it's uh, when it's good, it's great. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, so I think my first when you ask that question, the first thing that comes to my mind again is my mom. Right. You know, single mom, you know, and she just always made it happen by any means necessary. So I think that was my first glimpse into like what it takes to just hold down a household and shout out to my mom. But I guess at the time she wasn't in the, in the best mental space. 
And she still made it work somehow, you know, regardless of how she was feeling emotionally or physically or spiritually, the bills had to get paid, you know? So it was like, regardless how you're feeling, like definitely take time to to care for yourself. But when you got to make it happen, you got to make it happen. But I think later on growing up, it was more just being out on the street. You know, I think a lot of the OGs, well, now that they're OGs, they weren't OGs when I was young. <laughs> but I guess around that time, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm a, technically I'm an OG now too. But, you know, a lot of the dudes on the block, they just, they took a liking to me, you know, in the sense of me just always, I've always been kind of an oddball. I've always had a different perspective on things. But same thing with them. I always, they, they were never not fresh. You know what I mean? They were never, they never, there was never a moment where they were slipping or slacking. You know what I mean? And I got to see how they all had multiple hustles. They all had different avenues of, of making money and making ends meet. And, you know, that was always like a, okay, like you can't just put all your eggs in one basket. You got, you kind of got to spread yourself out, but don't spread yourself out thin where you become weak. Right. You got to, you know, shout out to, to my five percenters, but they were, they were all about kind of mastering your space, master your square, you know, and then move on to the next one. So it was kind of like, learn this, master it, be great at it, and then step on to the next plateau, you know? So that was kind of real pivotal in the way I learned how to maneuver with with my music and my art. It just became natural to have that, to put that mentality towards what I was doing creatively. I think it it takes a certain caliber of thought to be able to maintain that. And like you said, the balance between what you give time and effort into before moving on to the next thing, but still understanding how they service each other. I think that's a dope thing that some people are able to do and, and then cross pollinate. I don't even know if that's a word yeah, and, no, absolutely. And, in the context of what I'm saying is being able to take transferable skills from one place and put them somewhere else and make it look seamless. I think, I think you make it look seamless. Almost. You may be pulling your hair out, (laughs) but (laughs) as far as what goes out to the public is not literally. literally, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Ball head gang in your building. We don't need nothing up there. I, I feel you. It's like, it's interesting. Like you have to, you have to have your, your peripheral open. Right. So it's like on this path, cause we all have one main goal, right? It's like, there's one main thing, whether it's fame or fortune or notoriety, right? Like there's that one main goal, but then if, if you have blinders, I feel like you've missed all the other opportunities around you. And I think I learned early on. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had, I had moments, especially earlier on in my music career where I felt like, if I divided myself that I was almost telling myself that I wasn't good enough. Like I was giving myself a plan B, but then I realized, like you said, right. Things cross pollinate. They're all in the plan A. They're not you getting into production after you're into songwriting. Doesn't necessarily mean that the production is a plan B. It's still part of your plan A. It's just a branch in the tree. And, you know, I realized that, Um, But I I realized that like I I was good at all these other things, right? Because I was doing them for myself. And a lot of the things that I do now came out of necessity. They weren't like, you know, oh, I want to I want to get into production. It was more like I'm not getting beats from people. People aren't rushing me to give me beats. So I got to start making beats. 
you know, and the same thing was like, damn, I don't have enough money to get an album cover done. So, you know what, I'm going to get my little Photoshop and I'm going to ask my boy who does a little artwork to just show me the ropes. And then my journey started like small steps that way. Like I wasn't like, I'm trying to conquer the, the graphic design game and I'm trying to conquer the production game. You know, it all came in out of like, what, what do I need now that I can't afford to outsource? And it's like, do I have it in me to learn it? Necessity and, and is I, the mother of invention. Go ahead. Thanks. And, you know, and then I just learned that I, I had a knack for if I applied myself long enough, I could learn it and learn it well, you know? And I think that's a talent within itself that I think a lot of us possess, but don't necessarily have the courage to take a step in those directions because all it is, is attention, right? I think to me, the definition of, of love, real love is, is attention. You know, when you pay attention to something enough that you know it in and out. And I feel like we can all do that. We can all set aside time to learn a new skill or a new craft. You're not going to be good at it right away, but I feel like if you take enough time to really apply yourself, you can eventually get good at it. Say that again. If you take enough time and apply yourself, you will eventually get good. In other words, I keep saying, stop watching that clock. Mm. The clock is not your friend when it comes to learning something new. We were all trash when we first started. Technically, but we were perfect for that environment at that point in time. Before I played triads, I had to play single notes. Before I played bigger chords, sevenths and ninths and thirteenths, I had to play triads and so forth. And then it, it sounded and felt a certain way. I started doing my own artwork because of that. And then, and it wasn't because I didn't want to pay anybody because I could pay people. I could go to Fiverr and this and that. But I knew what was in my head. I could get it done faster than trying to explain to somebody. Yeah, that that, was, that's another. That's a double edged sword too. I think. For me at this point, it's like things sometimes don't go as fast as I know they can if I do them myself, you know? Mm. So it's like having to wait sometimes is like, it's it's tough because I've been doing it so long myself mm. that if, see now it's like I have more than enough bread to be like, yo, you handle this, you handle that, you handle this. But I just, I'm just so used to having that moment of like, this is my idea. I sit down, I complete it and it's done in a matter of like a couple hours as opposed to like, Oh, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you sit on that, this idea and see what you come up with, you know? And I, I think right now, I think that's what I've been learning is that patience and that ability to kind of let go and just yeah. be like, I'm collaborating with someone and I need to let them, you know, for lack of a better term, get their shit off as well. You know what I mean? I think the, the cool thing with that, but a common denominator, honestly, is like, that comes with age, man. I think as you, yeah. you, you peak, you know, mid thirties, somewhere around there creatively to where you've been doing it. And regardless of what somebody else says, it reflects what you hear in your head. And you like, I like that because it's what I, you, you've defined yourself after working for that period of time. And I think that an important thing is that you're still learning and you're still open Failure is only not trying, in my opinion. There's no there's no failure in trying. But at the same token, I take into there is no try because once you start, you're doing it right. You thought about it and you put that thought in action and then that turned into (laughs) a result of some sort may not have been the like you said, when you first get started, you're not going to be great at it. Right. It may not be the exact result that you want it. 
But personally for art, I love getting 30, 40% of the way as to what I can see. And then I give it to a real artist. And I'm like, this is where, this is your launch pad. I'm not starting you from scratch. I'm giving you a launch pad. That way you can get your job done faster. And I'm still getting the product that I want. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, I think what you said is key. I think, I think the one thing that age gives you is perspective. I think when, when you're young and things are new when they happen to you the first time is devastating. Mm. And I think your perspective changes when you get older and it allows you to, to see the, the, the failures in, in a very poetic and beautiful way. Mm. You know, it's like, I, I know that I'm here now because of, of those failures. You know what I mean? Like without those, without those hard times and this journey, this version of me doesn't exist. So now when I, when I'm faced with a hard time or, or I fail at something, I know that that's setting me up for a bigger win in the near future. So it's like, I already have this perspective that it's just, it's a natural part of growth, you know? So I agree. Come on now. He giving gems y'all like, for, right, he's he's doing the salt sprinkle. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things in there, and I want to pivot on to. Let's talk about doing what you do in New York. Let's talk about the amount. You know, that's that's an ocean out there, right? It's not necessarily a pond. It's a lot of fish, different sizes in that ocean. How do you see your journey pushing forward from 2022 after we went through all this craziness that we went through? Technology being what it is, a lot of the remote, we even doing this completely remote right now, you know, to be able to get what you want from the technology that's out and the amount of people, especially these younger kids that are coming up, that are picking up this stuff way faster. Where do you see yourself pushing forward and giving back at the same time? All right. So I think another thing that comes with age is comfort and trying to be as trying to make things as stress-free as possible. And I think the the component of competition and viewing kind of the game in that way of how to maneuver in this climate, for me, I've noticed that it's not a healthy thought process for me. Like I remember, you know, like I said, when I first started really like, you know, in my early twenties, it was something that would make me physically ill like just thinking about all the competition. And then when you think about the competition, you start thinking about the numbers. And then when the numbers don't look good, you start thinking that you're failing. And then you look at someone else's past and you're like, damn, I know I'm better than this person. And, and, but why are they 10 steps ahead? And I'm, you know, and I'm where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I think I don't, I don't view like New York the way I used to. Right. You know, the whole territorial aspect of it and the whole like that, that kind of the, the the hunger that comes from wanting to go toe to toe with other artists. I can honestly say I don't have that anymore. My hunger comes now more from wanting to see the results of my research. Right. So it's like more now than ever. I research songwriting. I research production, music theory. And then it's like. When I have this moment that I'm sitting and I'm creating and I get to put all that stuff together, that's kind of what I that's where the hunger comes from. I'm very hungry to use all these new tools and create new music, you know, so that that's kind of where I see the climate, because I, I've tried to play nice 
and I've also tried to play not nice. You know what I mean? Like I've tried both roads. Yeah. And it, it, it just hasn't panned out for me in the ways that I hoped it would. You know, the same thing about me having multiple disciplines is it's like you're either useful or you're useless. Right. Mm. And so to me, it's like I would always want to be the useful person in the scenario. So whether it was a group of other producers or other MCs or people putting on a show, it was like, well, what can I do? Like, all right, I can do the production. I can do the engineering. I can do the artwork. Like, let's put something together. Let's. And those things never really panned out for me the way I wanted them to. And I wouldn't say that I'm jaded. It's more that I'm just really focused on myself and what I'm creating. And anyone who has the same work ethic that wants to work, I'm down with that. But I'm not really looking in the space to kind of want to, yo, let's start a crew and let's push forward, you know, because those things just, they just really haven't panned out for me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I see the the creation of art more as like stops along the way on this train, you know? And it's like, if you and me work on something and that's great and we work well together, we put out an EP and then it's like, I don't want to lock you into anything. And I know you don't want to lock me into anything. So it's like we have a great moment where we create a beautiful piece of art and then we kind of go on our separate ways. And if if fate brings us back together to work on more art, then that happens. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of that's kind of been where I'm at now with the people that I work with. You mentioned mentioned Defia. I've known Defia since I don't know, like I was 18 years old, you know, so I've known her pretty much like 20 years almost. And that's been me and her's journey. You know, it's like she was on my first project. Then she went off and did her own thing. And then we collaborated again, miscellaneous here and there. And then she's on my last project. And I, and I wouldn't say that she takes it any way that me and her don't work as often, you know, and I don't take it any way that I'm not on her last project. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and I think that's another thing too. We start to like, damn, but I sent her beats or, yo, I got on her last project and I want her to get on mine. And like, why is she taking so long? Like, I don't want to have to take those things personally like I used to. So I see it as a journey. Mm-hmm. I might get on your project and I might be too busy. You might be too busy to get on mine. And I got to be able to just be like, that's the process. I don't fit on this project. Or maybe he's too busy and leave it, leave it there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's like my, my perspective of just the way I work and the way I create is completely different now. I hope that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. And Zoom is about to kick us off for no apparent reason. We got about 10 more minutes, but we're going to get into the track and then we're going to get back at the people. The song I picked for today, so y'all can check out Khan. His shots get fired. Khan Boogie featuring who was on the track with you? Broadway the Lyricist. Broad, shout out to Broadway the Lyricist. Gonna do the damn thing. We'll be back in one minute. Check out the joint. Holla at your boy. Shots getting fired, Jack. 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 Shots get
you pissed cause your chick only listen to us It's a gift and I wish I could give you some tricks of the trade But it isn't a trick, I'm afraid Ain't no hitting or switch in your brain Man, you gotta be born with that shit in your veins Oh, I see what you're doing, that's cute Trying to block me and skewing the truth Shit, you lucky I'm new and improved And I don't wanna ruin my suit <laughs> is a joke, and I let you believe it, your set of beliefs, say you revel in beef with the metal to squeeze, but I bet you anemic, your sense of direction depleted, and me, shit, I got a list of extensive achievements, so much to proceed to lose count, like your girl when she trying to measure the length of mine, but really your shit is depressing, I wasn't gonna give it a mention, but maybe your hate is you crying for help, so I'll give you a bit of attention, shots I'll be counting sheep We ain't concerned with what you be concerned with I can hear your murmurs on a crowded street I don't be perturbed by a single word Don't go change your verbiage on account of me Them same birdies I be chirping till you turn around and put you in a round of tweets And I don't mean to laugh at you But you turn to a vulture Your homies are scavengers But you thought I'd get back at you But I know you ain't worth 140 characters After today this won't be a discussion Let me just say you don't need me to function So do like a shooter that shit with the aim Nigga you could miss me with that fuck shit I mean this with love in a brotherly way They ask if it's beef I got nothing to say Cause my hands are clean as a whistle, don't mean to dismiss you, but please get the fuck out my face. That don't mean that we got issues, that means I forbid you to lease any part of my space. I don't need to turn your people against you, I'm sending some peace and good karma your way, I'm just saying that. Shots Get Fired by Con Boogie and Broadway the Lyricist on Con's latest project, Untitled. It's got one of the dopest covers I've seen, man. The smiley face with the tear on there, and it's got the little movement thing on there. It, it kind of gives you a vibe of what the album is going to sound like. But the, the cool thing for me is since I had been listening to you before then, I got hit with some unexpected content. And I thought it was dope. I thought it was like, okay, all right, all right. I see you, all right. So we went from there. Let's talk about the song, though. Shots Get Fired. Yeah, Shots Get Fired. Shots Get Fired was interesting. It was a uh, shout out to Broadway, the lyricist, for uh, lending his voice to the song. It was interesting. I sent him. <laughs> so I'm like you, right? Like I'll send, you know, I'll send the song pretty much done. So I sent him the hook with my verse. And he was on some like, damn, really, you want me to get on this? Because not to say that it's outside of his wheelhouse, 
but it is um he is very much a a little more boom bap kind of artist you know gotcha. like a little more hardcore i guess you know if we want to put it in a box so i guess he heard it on some like damn this is a little smooth you know but uh and once he he sent me his verse, I was like, yo, you see, I heard you on it. Um, as far as content wise, it's it's kind of one of those songs where you where you gotta like we was talking about before, it's like, I'm grown now. Like <laughs> the, the, the shit that I hear through other people and the shit that I see, it doesn't it doesn't invoke the same level of I want to get back at you. You know what I mean? So it's like the song was almost like just a, a small little stab at like, like we're the same age. You know what I mean? That you still have like this personal vendetta or hate against me. Like, and then I, I have to hear from other people, you know, I think mm -hmm. we're at a point in our lives, like, especially as men, like we should just be able to approach people that we don't agree with or that we have an issue with. You know, but, you know, there's just certain people from my life who who still have issues with me. Something that I might have done like eight years ago, mm. you know, and it's and it's still a thing for those people. So that was kind of, you know. Yeah, you like, know, it doesn't bother me. You shoot like you shoot as many shots as you want in my direction. Like it doesn't. Yeah, this is this. I think the title of the episode is going to be growing up and being grown. <laughs> Like being grown <laughs> just yeah. in general, because another thing you pick up at from doing art for so long and having people critique you for so long and relationships and interchangeable things that, that go along with it through the ups and downs is like not everything deserves a response. And, and I say deserve because you have to be mindful of what's taking up your energy. And whether it's vacuuming your energy or you're giving it your energy to then get something in return exactly. out of it. So if something's vacuuming your energy, you're never getting anything back that's going to be worth anything to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not anything that, was, that, that you can use. That was definitely use. my way of, of transmuting that energy or funneling it into something creative. You know, hey, it's one of my so, favorite songs on the album. So yeah, you, nah, good looking. <laughs> great way, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, get you the great job over there. I was, I was out in Florida, man, because he's out in Florida, Broadway, and I was really trying to get a a video done, but he was too busy. Mm. But yeah, I kind of wanted it to be some like real cool, chill, like you know, Bone Thugs, like first of the month, like you know, top down, just like riding, like you know, like like yeah. ain't a care in the world, like. Exactly. Exactly. And the, the crazy thing was for me, it was the title. And then when I heard the hook to go through with it, I was like, oh, that's a smash. That's one of my favorite. Let me <laughs> let me play this one again. Like I played that was the that was the first one that I played three times back to back. Hmm. And I had listened to every other one once. And then that was like, OK, this is this is my joint right now. And when I went back through, I got a couple of the other ones. I'm like, now I hear some of the subliminals that's in it. I hear some of the dynamics. I give every, that's just the way that I listen. Yeah. To, same, same. Yeah. I yeah my so protocol. you kind of listen to it first for at face value. And then you go back to the songs that really drew you in and be like, let me, let me dissect this as a, you know, music person mm. as well. So I feel you. But yeah, man. And then the, the interesting thing, 
which a lot of people don't know is I'm a producer, but this project is the first project that I fully produced for myself. Every other project I've had other producers producing for me. So this is like the first project where all the production is me. Well, the intro to the album said that. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, man, yo, somebody got to know that you did everything, son. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, now you just going to stunt with the phone call at the beginning. You bring it back, skits <laughs> yeah. to interludes. Okay, I dig it. All right, I see you. Let's yo, get My boy sent me that and I told him, I was like, yo, you just made the album. <laughs> Word. <laughs> yeah, like it wasn't intentional. Like, it's funny, even the outro, I was um I was talking to my girl about it, but it was my boy one night. He he's out in Cali, so the time difference is crazy. Yeah. And I was asleep and he has sent me like, I don't know, I want to say like 25 voice messages on Facebook chat. And when I wake <laughs> up in the morning and I go to make coffee, I look at my phone and I see like, yo, there's 25 voice messages. And then I told at the end of it after I was like, "Yo, bro, you just made the albums." So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was like it was it was kind of you know like all those things happened perfectly, like so, they weren't planned. So, moral of the story of the show today, as we get ready to wrap up, is that Con Boogie is a jack of all trades, master of about fifty. Okay. Around round fifty. <laughs> round fifty. Somewhere around guesstimate. He working on he's working on getting over fifty right now, but <laughs> he can't talk about that yet. Uh how can the people get at you, man? Get your shout outs and all of that. Uh yeah, so my main hub is Instagram. So it's uh con underscore boogie. Yeah, K O N underscore B O O G I E. And that's usually where I post most of my, my creative posts and things that it's it's my preferred social media, but I'm also on TikTok. Gotcha. Yeah, and then my link tree on, on Instagram has everything. There so. you go. Holler at him on IG. If you need your album mixed and mastered, don't send him no garbage because he's going to send it right back to you. It's got to be decent from there. If you're looking for a collab, I'm pretty sure he will break you off some prices. Uh, it is not free. It is not cheap, but it is worth the effort of what you invest into what your art is going to be. And then I got the question of every show that I ask just about everybody. It's one that trips up a lot of people. Con Boogie, you could have one for the rest of your life and the other one you got to give up for the rest of your life. The one you pick, you can have. The one you don't pick, you cannot have. You ready? Okay. You team bacon or team chocolate? Chocolate. Team chocolate for the win. Come on now. I keep telling y'all team bacon ain't got nothing on chocolate. It go with more. All right. Well, I mean, I mean to to the to the pork lovers. I haven't had a piece of pork in like 20 years, so. Uh, we went about default. It's all good. That's it. So, you know. Just just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. It was a, it was a loaded question <laughs> 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 Team Chocolate for the win once again This has been another episode of the Hang at the House Podcast I'm your host Mr. Watt Please like, comment, subscribe Share with your friends We will be back We have casual conversations with professional creatives Where they drop some gems in the meantime And you never know You may hear us together on something And if you reach out You may get on something with us We're doing TV placements Video game placements Film placements That's where we at these days We're not just putting stuff out on stream 
streaming for Spotify to get rich, Apple Music to get rich, and all the other stuff that's getting the people rich that's not creating the art in the first place. We love y'all. We respect y'all. Be easy. Stay safe. And we'll holler back next time around. All right? Peace.